In the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, one God, Amen. Today is the third Sunday of the Coptic month of Beba, and the theme of the Coptic month, as we said last time, is recognizing the Lord Jesus Christ as God. He is the Pantocrator, He is the Almighty. And we saw that in the first week of Baba when we read about Christ healing the paralytic and forgiving sins. So the people recognized that Christ is God. And last week we saw how St. Peter came to the realization that Christ is God when they went out into the deep and they saw the great multitude of the fish coming. And then Christ said, this is God. And this Sunday has a similar theme. The Gospel, let's start from the Gospel of Vespers last night. It was the story of the disciples in the boat, and there was a great windstorm. And so great that the disciples, they were scared, and they thought that they were perishing. And all of this while the Lord was with them. He was asleep. So they went to the Lord and they woke up the Lord. And the Lord rebuked the wind. And after he rebuked the wind, he rebuked his disciples. And the disciples, they, they said something very nice at the end. They said, who can this be that even the wind and the sea obey him? Who can this be? That even the wind and the sea obey him. And in the gospel of today, the multitudes, when they saw a person that was demon-possessed, blind, and mute, after the Lord had cast out this demon and healed this man, the multitudes, they also said something very similar to what the disciples said. They said, could this be, who is this? Could this be the son of David? The theme of Baba is about recognizing Christ as God. And when we recognize that Christ is God, then we have a spot in the kingdom. And that's what's written in the gospel of today. The gospel, the, like last verse says, I cast out demons by the Spirit of God. Surely the kingdom of God has come upon you. And today I'd like to speak about how the kingdom of God has come upon us. How has the kingdom of God come upon us? The kingdom of God has come upon us because the Lord has invited us to His kingdom. He invited us to His kingdom. But an invitation is almost worthless is almost worthless if there is no response to the invitation. You can invite a million people to your wedding, but what really counts is how many people respond and show up. And that's why our Lord says you have to seek the kingdom of heaven. Or seek the kingdom of God. Unless you seek the kingdom of God, God has given you an invitation to the kingdom. But unless you seek the kingdom of God, then it's useless. And that's why we need to think about what is our response. The door or the entrance to the kingdom of God is the sacrament of baptism. It is the rebirth. That's why the Lord said, Most assuredly I say to you, unless one is born of water and spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. So if you want to enter the kingdom of God, you need to be baptized.
But the door to the kingdom of God is also, or the entrance to the kingdom of God is also through repentance. Repentance is the second, the third, the fourth, the fifth, the baptism. It's called the baptism of tears. And without repentance, there it, you cannot enter the kingdom of God. And that's why when both the Lord and St. John the Baptist, when they went to preach, they said, repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. If you want a spot in the kingdom of heaven, you must respond to the invitation through repentance. You know the parable of the wedding feast. Today we have a banquet, so I'm thinking about a wedding feast. We have a banquet. And the Lord invited everyone to the feast, but many refused the invitation. So then the Lord invited everybody else. The master of the feast said, call and find. The church has to be full. It's not possible that the church could be empty, kidda. It's not possible. Go find anyone to fill kullil amakin for the church. And so they went and they called everybody, and many people came in. But then at the end, at the end, the Lord came to one person and said, Hey man, hey friend, you're not wearing your wedding garment. And so, actually one of the church fathers said, What is the wedding garment? You might say that it's faith or baptism, but this church father said, He was able to get into the banquet. So he must have had faith, he must have been baptized. But he didn't have something. What was he lacking? Many of the church fathers said he was lacking love. He was lacking the works of repentance. Many of us, we are all baptized. We are all, we take communion. We do all the things. But in order to have the wedding garment, you need to have, to have a spot in the kingdom. To attend the heavenly banquet, we need to... Repent. We need to have good works. We need to have love. There is a time for repentance. And this is our time for repentance. And we should not miss our time for repentance. Like this fellow, this fellow who was kicked out of the wedding feast. Or the Bible also has another famous character who missed his time for repentance. Anybody know? A famous character who missed his time for repentance. Esau. Esau missed his time for repentance. This is what St. Paul says in the book of Hebrews. He says, Lest there be any fornicator or profane person like Esau, who for one morsel of food sold his birthright, and after he sold his birthright... You know that afterward, this is what's written in Hebrews chapter 12, when he wanted to inherit the blessing, he was rejected. For he found no place for repentance, though he sought it diligently. He missed his time for repentance. This is a great lesson for us to repent while we still have the opportunity. The kingdom of God has come upon us, but we need to accept the invitation by... By repentance, by opening our heart to the Lord. Another important meaning of the verse, the kingdom of God has come upon us, is that if the kingdom of God has come upon us, that must mean that we are living in the kingdom. We are living in His kingdom. That's amazing. That we are living in His kingdom. One of my favorite psalms in the Agbeya is Psalm 112. Psalm 12 is about living in the 
kingdom, living in the kingdom. Look at this psalm. This psalm says, Praise the Lord, O you servants. Praise the name of the Lord. What are you going to do in the kingdom? You're just going to praise. Let the name of the Lord be blessed now and forever. From the rising of the sun to its settings. Praise the name of the Lord. We'll praise the Lord continually. Without ceasing. It says the Lord is high above all the nations. Upon the heavens is His glory. Who is like the Lord our God. Who dwells in the high places. This is the kingdom. And who looks upon the low things. In the heavens and on the earth. This is the best part. Who lifts up a poor person from the earth and raises up a needy person. He raises up a poor person, a needy person from the earth. And what's he do with this? The, the poor person from the ash heap. You know what the ash heap is? Ash heap is like He raises up from the ash heap. And what does he do? To seat us with the princes, even with the princes of his people. It says, who makes a barren woman rejoice as a mother of children. This is the kingdom. The kingdom that is we are living in this kingdom. So when St. John Chrysostom, he said the kingdom of God is upon you. He says, if the kingdom of God is upon you, he says, good things have come to you. Great things have come to you. He says, so why are you so unhappy? What, why are you so displeased? Although you are wonderfully blessed... He says, why do you war against your own salvation? Why are you warring against your own salvation? The world, a difficult place, easy to be discouraged, easy to be displeased by so many things, by so much evil, all the hatred, all the storms. Remember the the storm from Vespers of last night. Why the, the response that the Lord Jesus Christ said to the disciples as they are in the storm and they are about to perish in the storm. The Lord turns to them and says, why are you so fearful? Why are you so fearful? How is it that you have no faith? Don't you understand? I am a king and you are living with me in the kingdom. So you do not need to be worried about any storm in your life. When the Lord said, seek first the kingdom, as I mentioned earlier, He said this to relieve our burdens, to relieve our worries, so that we don't have to be worried about eating such things or dressing or worldly things, because we are living in a heavenly kingdom. Living in a heavenly kingdom. Imagine with me, Until you were living in the White House. Would you be worried about what's served for dinner? Or your security? And I looked up this morning. The White House has an executive chef and 20 to 25 assistant sous chefs. So, Yanni, you can imagine every meal, that five-star restaurant. The security, the secret service department, that... Five thousand. Yeah, I was thinking, how many people can like? There's only so many presents, so many like. Yeah, it's okay. Five thousand people are the security detail of in the White House, like the Secret Service. Five thousand people to protect. Yeah, a handful of people. 
And because of this, يعني سيد رئيس بايدن ممكن ينام مستريح like under his nice meal, under security, under everything. And similarly, we can also like be at peace. We can be at peace. We don't have to worry about anything because we are with the Lord. He has taken us from the ash heap to seat us with the princes of His people. We are living in the kingdom. We don't have to be worried about our security. You know, when Elisha, the Syrians, were coming to attack Elisha, Elisha is just sitting there, Kedah. Well, his servant is like, ah, what's happening, what's happening, what's happening, what's happening? And Elisha's like, why are you worried? What's wrong? He said, please open his eyes so that he can see. And then when he, Gehazi opened his eyes, he took, like it's written in the gospel, he says, those who are with us are more than those who are with them. And when Gehazi looked up, he saw the mountain full of horses, of fire, and chariots full of fire all around Elisha. So Elisha, kida, at peace. He's living in peace. Well, Gehazi does. Scared and roho, you know. Are you living in the White House? Are you living in the kingdom? Or are you living outside of the kingdom? Elisha living in the kingdom, anxiety, worry, anguish, all of these effects are from outside of the kingdom. And that's why St. Paul, when he is in jail, and he's writing to the Philippians, he reminds them, he reminds them, I'm in suffering, I'm in prison, I'm in doing all these things, but he says, don't worry about me. I want you to be comforted. And I'm living in the kingdom. None of the things that they're doing in prison are going to worry about me. He says, even I want to go and be with the Lord. So he reminds them. He says, beware of the people whose God is their belly. Who set their mind on the earthly things. And he says, you, you have to be living in his kingdom. The kingdom of God has come upon you. You should be citizens of Heaven, you should be citizens of heaven. So the things of the world shouldn't affect you. Look at what St. John Chrysostom says. I love like what the fathers, they say on this. He says, when the flesh solicits thee, when the flesh is bothering you, you should say, I am a son of God. I am born to greater things than to be a slave of appetite. I don't need to worry about my food or when we're fasting. Oh, what am I going to eat? Uh, and I put food every day. Uh, uh, uh. When the world tempts you, say, I am a son of God, destined for heavenly treasures. It is beneath me to be like Esau and to seek a morsel from this earth. And when Satan offers pomp, and honor, say, get behind me, Satan, for as being son and heir of God, born for a heavenly kingdom, I trample all worldly honor under my feet. And we put it under our feet. The Christian, his mind is focused on the heavenly things, because we are part of, of kingdom. I'm a big fan of this Arabic song. 
that's uh, that's been it's an old song, but it was just translated into English, produced by CYC Channel. Shout out to them. It was called "Lay Down Your Burdens." Lay down your burdens. Don't worry. God is in control. And talk in a song there. No, it's song that in Arabic. Anybody know? Huh? That one. Yes, that one. God is in control. Lay down your burdens. Don't worry. God is in control. Your Lord is alive, will not slumber. He is almighty. This is the theme of the Coptic month of Baba. This is how the Christian lives his life. That God is in control, so we don't need to worry. Another meaning of the kingdom of God is upon us is that the king that God is in me now. The kingdom of God is inside you. That God and because God is inside you, God is reigning in me. He is reigning in me. And he is in control. That's why in the Gregorian liturgy, we say something very nice. We say, I offer unto you, O Master, the symbols of my freedom. I give up my freedom. I give up my freedom because I'm living in your kingdom. And so I give you my freedom. You become the master of my life. I will sacrifice my life to do your will. I will be a living sacrifice. And that's why every time we pray, we say, Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come. But right when thy kingdom come means thy, thy will be done. Thy will be done. Part of thy kingdom come means that thy will be done. So the question for us is what is the will of God for his kingdom? What is the will of God for his kingdom? And am I doing the will of God in my life? What is the will of God for his kingdom? The will of God for his kingdom is for the kingdom to expand. To take over everything. And actually this is the mission of the kingdom. Yani every kingdom in history wanted to expand its territory. The Assyrians, the Babylonians, the Persians, the Greeks, the Romans, the French, Napoleon. And that's how you guys say it, right? Napoleon, like Napoleon. Uh, Spanish, uh, the British, even the Americans. They wanted to expand their territory. They want to expand their kingdom. And Christianity is no different. It is a lot different. But it has this idea, desire to expand. But the big difference is that usually the kingdoms, why did they want to expand? For imperialism, to, for land, for resources, for security reasons. But Christians don't care about any of those things. They don't care about the earthly things. That was point number two. We don't worry about those things because we're citizens of heaven. But the other kingdoms, they expanded by the sword. They expanded by wealth or power. The kingdom of heaven expanded, expands by love. It's not for territory. It's for the hearts of man. It is for the heart of man. 
And that's why in the Gospel, the Lord Jesus Christ, He said, The kingdom of heaven suffers violence, and the violent take it by force. وفي يعني different like interpretations of this verse that the kingdom of heaven suffers violence. يعني some people think this is defensive that the kingdom of heaven is suffering like violence. But like another interpretation is that the kingdom of heaven is violently trying to take over. And that's why the next part is the violent take it by force. Who are the violent? The violent is not advocating for violence to go and be violent with people. But to be, we said the war of the Christian is in the heart of man. So the violent ones who take it by force are the ones who are violent to themselves. The ones who are ascetic, who put, on, who put off the cares of the flesh. This is our duty. Our duty is to expand the kingdom. I want each person to think about how they are fulfilling the will of God in their life. How are you expanding the kingdom of God in this place? It can be through many means. It can be through service. It can be through ministering. It can be through encouraging. It can be through giving. It could be through hospitality. It could be through showing mercy. It could be being cheerful. It could be through enduring persecution. Yeah, a million ways to do the will of God. But the question is, are you doing them? We have to do them. This is the will of God in our lives. That's why the ultimate will of God is to let your light so shine before man that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. The kingdom of God has come upon us. That means we need to answer the call. How do we answer the call? Through... Repentance, through repentance. The kingdom of God has come upon us. That means we should live in peace. We're part, and then the best protection, the best security detail, the best chef, we seat, we're seated with the princes of his people. The Christian should live in peace, even though hardship is surrounding us. And the kingdom of God has come upon us. This means the kingdom of God needs to... Expand. That's why, what did the Lord do in the gospel today? He cast out the demons. The Christian should be exposing the darkness and casting out all the evil and to be the light of the world. Every Christian has this duty to expose the darkness and to cast out light for the kingdom of God to expand so that all people can come into the kingdom. And glory be to God forever. Amen.